Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly brain training show where you remember to think about the big things in the world for a bit. Uh, my name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. What are we talking about this week? Tradition. 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 I always just say the word afterwards. We just say the word a few times. You've got to like get sit with it for a moment. Tradition. Hmm. Hmm. It's the um, it's the eleventh of May, and we're recording this just in time for Christmas. Because that's the main thing that I think about when I think about tradition. But you know, it seemed like an easy one. Um, we could talk about scientific traditions. I think I'm going to be banging on about music-related stuff again. So surely not. You bang on about music. Mm. I can't believe you know what, I, it, Ivanka. What I have, I haven't recorded anything new since we started this podcast. Is that bad? which is 25 weeks in, which is half a year I haven't recorded a song. It's because I just don't want to... It's like I don't want to jump in because it'll consume me for like two or three days to like make a song and I just like... I'm scared, <laughs> but I need to get in there. I need to do something. I've got this whole studio. Um, have you got any subjects? Uh, loads, really. There's lots of... Headlines. N- nasty, traditionally bits like, right. you know, women's equality. Yes. Uh, that's a big one. Uh, things like, things that are really foul, like female genital mutilation, mm. like uh, just loads of bad things associated with tradition. And pe- but, but we like to make traditions. Families say, let's make this mm. a tradition, shall we? And traditionally, this is what we do. So I think that there's sort of, Tradition feels like something to me that is well-intentioned, but often evil. (laughs) There you go. First, um, let's have a bit of casual chit-chat. Have you got any stories for the week? Stories for the week are uh, a bit camping. But we only did daytime camping. We, our friends were camping, so we went to visit them for the day because uh, they didn't allow dogs. And we thought, you can't go camping and not take your dog. You can go to a boutique hotel and not take your dog, but to a field? No. <laughs> it just seems ridiculous, poor dog, going off to kennels just so that we could go camping. No. So we went to visit our friends and the children played and we... Um, uh, you know, ate picnicky food and played, tried to fly a kite, that kind of thing. That was a lot of fun. And mm. uh, I bought... The- uh, like a bought kite. Was it a big one? Was it a stunt well, kite? Well, what was happened it- was that last year or so, nursery had some freebies because they get sent free samples of a pretty rubbish kite that still flew. But you could see that our child was totally blown away by the fact that she was standing in a field holding a kite that was flying. So being, you know, indulgent parents, we immediately were like, well, we must get her a cool kite then, which we did. And this was the first time we'd flown it. Was it with two? Was it with two handles? No, 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 no. Uh, She's only little. We don't want her flying away. Uh, I never really, I think we, I had a double handed kite for a bit. But yeah, I think like you they, need they some skills. die very quickly, don't they? I went, I went to university with somebody who, who was very cool, but he uh, broke his ankle because a kite lifted him up and dropped him. And I told him that was pretty lame. It's like, you know, don't tell anyone that. Well, that was a poor choice of words. 
That is true. Um, someone's foot's in their mouth. The best puns <laughs> are the accidental ones. Uh, oh, I did. I did my my coaching thing. It was week two. Oh, was it was it? week two. Week two of my government coaching on user research thing. I do enjoy it. I think it's my new thing. So if anyone needs any user research coaching, um, give us a ring. Mm. <laughs> send me an email and I'll send you my price list. Yeah, price on request. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but I really enjoyed it. I found this second one more tiring because I'd obviously sort of teed them up last time and this time we were doing analysis. Uh, and so la- this time, and we got actual data. And one of the things about user research, which I, th- you know, on the subject, I know this is, we're talking about traditions and not mystery, but, um, but, you know, on the subject of last week's topic, where coming to conclusions about things or wading through qualitative data until you've come to some findings, it feels like, well, it's exo- it is very tiring and it feels like you're living in chaos because you just mm. don't know what you don't know. And uh, and I have to keep doing this until patterns emerge. You've got to turn it into a story and turning something into a story is quite hard, especially like in within the pressures of, uh, you know, a, a commercial project that's only got. You know, you've got one day, analyse, boom. Um, so It reminds me of uh, your second only to um, Joss Whedon talking about writing the Avengers and having just walls full of post-it notes and how can I make sure every character gets used and how do we, co- you know, like a sort of crazy person's well, thing, yeah. just trying to solve it like an equation. <laughs> well, one, one of the people asked me, he goes, how do you know you're done? And I was like, well, you know you're done when you've accounted for every single post-it note. <laughs> it's like, that's when you're done. <laughs> it's like, does the story make sense? If people challenge it, can you defend it? Uh, can you answer questions about it? And all those funny random little post-it notes, have you accounted for why they got made and what you're going to do with them? Rather than Because I, I, I showed them last week very briefly, uh, there's a little comic strip of a sort of scientist sitting on a, on a you know, sitting in a lab pushing some a couple of things over the over the desk and like let's I don't need those findings <laughs> it's like you know that's the risk when people are analyzing anything and it's like mm, this piece of information doesn't fit with the story that I want to tell so I'm going to put it in the bin uh, so mm. it's a bit of chatting about bias uh, I bought the child some new shoes well, that's too boring for the podcast. It is not boring. <laughs> hey, it well, is really exciting. She's got silver sandals and the test that she decided to check them out when we went to the shoe shop was to skip around the shoe shop in circles, checking if you could skip in them because Excellent. that was her test and then whether you could run in them. And uh, yeah, I'm going to do that next time. I can recommend to everybody that when you're trying on some shoes, run around the shoe shop and then skip around the shoe shop. Just check if they they work. You're going on holiday? Yeah. Well, when I say holiday, I'm going to my second home. (laughs) 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 Literal second home rather than, oh, well, this is our second home. Uh, We're always here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm going to Croatia land. And I'm going to see all the work that the builders have been doing. I'm very, very, very excited. I have bought Mm. some material for some upcycling of old wardrobes. I have got to persuade Nick that there is room for the sewing machine in the van. (laughs) (laughs) 
I thought, do you really need that? Yes. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. I'm not hand-stitching this. Yes, I'm very, very, very excited. I'm excited to go paddle boarding. I'm excited to go swimming in the sea. I'm excited to see the Lockwood trees, the famous Lockwood trees. In fact, there might be fruits on them now. I might be able to have a go at making some jam. Oh, my goodness, I'm so excited. How was your week, Michael? Um, I'm going on holiday next week as well. I um, I read an interesting article about um, neutral face expressions and about how, depending on your childhood and traumas, um, you interpret neutral facial expressions as angry or sort of upset um whereas people that have had a nice childhood just see them as neutral really it's good isn't it it's interesting so a lot of the time like sharon's got a neutral face sometimes i'm like oh no she's really cross with me she's really angry with me and i've just realized no that's just i'm just that's because when i was young that's what that probably meant um but now it just means i'm just that's just my face (laughs) when i'm not smiling my resting face i thought that was quite that is interesting I went to a canal cavalcade what? briefly. What's that? Uh, along um, the padding, the canal near Paddington Base, and there was loads and loads of canal boats and loads of little stalls and things last week. And we just walked down there, had an ice cream. Ooh. I had an ice cream, that was nice. Um, we impulse purchased some sort of like fold-out apple fruit bowl thing. And, uh, you know, just uh, it was a very sunny, hot day. Also, Sharon has been bullying me about uh, in my intrusive R's. So I was like, oh, how do I get this data on here? She's like, there's no R in data on. Uh, data on. I'm like, all right, give it a break. So watch. <laughs> so I'm being schooled by an Italian <laughs> about my, <laughs> my inappropriate injection of the letter R in between certain words. So, I'm quite, you know. I'm still trying to picture this fold-up apple bowl. It's, it was one of those things where they demo it and it's like, oh, it's really cool. And then you open yours and you're like, it's a bit st- I can't quite get it to look <laughs> like the guy made it look. <laughs> no, it's like it was kind of a flat piece of wood kind of cut like in a sort of spiral into a sort of apple shape so that you could sort of like pull it pull it outwards and it would kind of like expand into a into a fruit bowl. That I think sense. you should put a picture of it on Instagram. Mm. I shall now be looking out for your intrusive hours as well. <laughs> well, please do. And also, yeah, I'm going on holiday. Woo! We're going to Greece for like eight days or something. And we're just going to a very nice hotel on the beach. So looking forward to that. So I've got one more day of work, one more day. Of, I've got to edit this podcast and last week's all today and try and get those done so that I can go and just, I'll probably be, I've, am I going to be bored out of my brain on the beach? I was just thinking about myself. I keep watching these um, Alain de Botton type things about the problem is the, the thing that doesn't change when you go on holiday it's you. is you. <laughs> You're still bringing yourself and that's there's no escaping it. And then I saw that mm. another thing about like why people believe that they have to go on holidays to improve things, but how either it's it, it will just become normalised after a while or just being included in your... You know, you get the new thing and now that's just in your box of normal, repetitive life. And then so you go on holiday or you move to another country and then but eventually that you get into a routine there and it's always the same. And so this this idea that you have to kind of that you're always you always think something external will change things. But the fact is, it always just gets kind of normalized into a into your normal box. So, and so it always has to come from within you. But I just think it'll be nice to have a bit of mental space and not have to go to work every day. For I me. think it's nice to have some sunshine it's nice to have some seaside, mm. though I have seaside at home. 
it's not quite the same. Uh, yeah, I, I only live by the sea. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy going away. I enjoy the change of scenery. Because mine's not really... Well, it obviously is a holiday, but we never really don't work at all. If you had that thing, it was like you're on holiday and you're kind of fancy free and then suddenly your phone rings and someone wants to talk to you about the hosting or something or like <laughs> they've got some sort of feedback on some sort of issue with a website or something like you're like... Fuck you <laughs> for making me think about this meaningless bullshit when I'm on holiday. So now I'm like fucking 100% do not attempt to talk to me about anything to do with work. Don't even hint at it. If I'm on holiday, I'm on holiday. Don't come near me with your bullshit. <laughs> I, I, my, my, I see, yeah, my life's not really, not, not that, oh, we can never switch off or any of that nonsense i read an interesting thing slight tangent read an interesting thing which suggests like a day a week with no devices which i'm tempted to institute uh but saying all that so when we go away the pace changes i don't understand how life is so hectic here and then we go there and we're still we still work we still you know we've got we've got you know we've got an office we've got internet you know we keep an eye on things we But somehow it's just all a bit more chilled. <laughs> People have naps after lunch, always, that mm. kind of thing. They just, so we spend, it's just not, there's fewer distractions perhaps. We don't have a, te- I don't know. Anyway, <sighs> yeah, I think uh, because of what we do, the way we earn a living, we're always dipping into things. And I, and I like mm. being able to do things from anywhere. That's one of the things I'm trying to encourage in my money earning life. So... Being able to relocate, look at tangerine trees and loquats instead of seagulls. <laughs> the seagulls are yeah. much, much smaller on our island in Croatia. The Brighton ones are quite enormous. I think I, there's something I my next like milestone of employment is got to be like I, I'm I'm tired of this. You've got to be in this place between these hours, no matter how productive it is or isn't. Like I'd, I'd quite like to get off that kind of um, like just being available in a room is just doing my head in. Uh, <laughs> I want to be able to I, I want to be able to say, look, I'll deliver this to you at this point by this time and I'll get it done. And however it needs to happen rather than I will do day, 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 day. I want to kind of get more jobs like that somehow. Well, that means being, you know, finding clients and, you know, dealing with all that stuff. I, uh, my brother and I bumped into one of his friends this week and he has changed his, I think his mother died recently, like in the last two or three years and it made him have a rethink and so he's changed the way he works so he just he he's referring to it now as special projects I only do special projects I don't do contracts I don't freelance anymore Mm. I just take on a project that I like to that I want to do with people that I want to work with I do it I deliver it and then I wait for the next one yeah Uh, but that is a very privileged position to be in really to be able to but you're getting older. Yeah, I'm yeah, getting yeah. Older. We're all getting yeah. older. It gets a bit easier. I deserve it.
Tradition is a warm blanket. It's sort of like a warm word, but it's used to cover up inflexibility and it's used to, as you've sort of hinted at, it's used to kind of like mask a lot of evils in the world. It is. Something tradition, like what is it? How does something become a tradition? Uh, it, it beca- I suppose it becomes a tradition in the, in the, is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> like becomes a tradition, there's me answering questions that perhaps are just okay. out there. Um, I think a tradition becomes a tradition because somebody, people just do the same thing over and over without questioning it. Just probably, I've never said that out loud, but actually, I think that's probably why I have such a problem with tradition. It's but like, people like it. Like, well, people it's do it comforting. Like it. It's comforting. Yeah. It's like we know what we're doing, we know how mm. this story ends. There's no mystery, there's no tension, except that then the, the, the tradition example that you use, like Christmas. You know, everybody's like, oh, traditionally we all get together at Christmas and get really stressed and spend loads of money and nobody yeah. really enjoys themselves. But, you know, we upheld the tradition. It was like, well, what, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> what is the point? You know, my family traditionally doesn't put that pressure on ourselves. And, you know, we still love each other and see each other and talk to each other and help each other out. But we don't mm. traditionally get together on certain dates and wind each other up and spend money we don't have well yeah like this is this is something that sort of infuriates me a bit about i think we sort of broken the traditions they just got like destroyed like recently but it's always been a very specific christmas routine that we do this we do this and like uh, always a lot of kind of uh, pride or like taken in the christmas tree goes up on christmas eve yeah 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 and it comes down on the sixth and it's like but everyone else is doing this like at the start of december it's nice because you get to be sort of christmasy for longer i'm like no the tradition must not be argued with (laughs) and i I just find that like can't we invent some new traditions like why do we why can we only do the old ones like can we not let's have a little bit of spring tradition spring cleaning sometimes and go is this actually benefiting us in any way or is it just a bit horrible I, i think tradition is bullshit yeah, yeah, it's, it is bullshit, really. isn't it? It's that whole, you know, definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I mean, I know in tradition everyone expects the same result. But the problem is when the, it's not even that they expect the same result. They they do expect a different. They they traditionally do the same shit every Christmas and always get stressed and somehow expect that it's going to be brilliant. <laughs> it's like <laughs> no, it isn't because you're spending thousands of pounds on some day that can't possibly Speak live up to the. Well, no, I mean I don't, don't care, but you know people do. They spend hundreds. They do spend thousands yeah, of pounds spend adding up. F- f- some friend of mine was telling me what his kid got for Christmas. I was like, you fucking kidding me? You know it's like. <laughs> My kids are not getting that. How many Xboxes? How what? They needed an iPad and a PS, whatever number we're up to. Seriously, he's eight. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's like they spent all this money. I mean, I don't understand how a day can possibly live up to the money that's spent on it. It's like people spending, I think the average spend on a wedding in this country is something like £20,000 or might be twelve. Either way, that mm. is a big big sum of cash because yeah. traditionally you need presents for the bridesmaids and you need six bridesmaids and a maid of honor and you need to buy a bed and need to be arriving a couple it's like yeah. how can you not get stressed when a day i know people who spent one of my brother's friends was getting remarried 
and still paying off the loan from his first wedding, <laughs> which cost £35,000. And you're like, why? What, what, why? What, what can the day do? What, you know, what could it possibly do to deliver on that amount of money spent on it? I don't understand. I saw Adam, Adam Ruins Everything did a good uh, episode on weddings and just it's all about a display, a display, an obnoxious display of wealth. Yeah, it's just an industry, and that's what it's all. It's all about, like, look, money, money, and because it's sort of like emulating those kind of high upper class weddings. Now it's like everyone's going to do one of those upper yeah, class Jim. weddings where you show off how much money you've got, but when you haven't got all that money, so you're just kind of getting into. It. And it's just, mad. and it, you have all these like you must have these things because traditionally the bride must have and the groom must have, and traditionally the da da da, and the tradition is to fuck the tradition. And the wedding rings, like, even, and the engagement rings and all this like, stuff, and De Beers, the diamonds, and we, we've well, yeah, which they, it before, yeah, which like all the made-up stuff. The made-up. Like, people make up traditions all the time, and, and you kind of, I'm just, I just wanted to sort of, like, lay into it a bit more and talk about, you know, someone's like... A few hundred years, a few thousand years, I don't know what the timescales are, just gone, oh, these women are getting a bit uh, feisty. What can we do? Uh, should we, like, hobble their feet? Should we, what, what should we do to them to keep them under control? And then that's there's an innovation, and then that turns into tradition after... How many times do you have to do something before it's like, well, oh, that's now unquestioned because it's in the realm of tradition? When you can get, like, a, 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 a diamond a company to literally invent a type of card or a, you know, a wedding tradition and market it. Like, it becomes a tradition by you market it as a tradition. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just call label it. It's a tradition now. This is what yeah. we do. Now we bind women's feet so they can't walk or we, um, you know, it's just we, we spend hundreds and thousands of pounds on our weddings because we do, because it's a tradition and that's what we... It's just controlling... Mm evil <laughs> i'm not really into it at all can you tell oh dear yeah no i, I didn't think we were going to come back so come out so anti neither did but, I, mean, I i really didn't well, but as soon as i had to say it out loud i was like no actually i hate tradition tradition is bullshit have i said that already i'm gonna yeah, say yeah, it again yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna get a t-shirt that's it so my new campaign <laughs> i didn't realize how vehemently opposed to tradition i am It's just like the antithesis of everything that I am, you know, on the subject of like questioning things, looking at how to improve them. Like, I mean, everything in my life is on a constant like treadmill of do I like what I'm doing here? Should I do that? Am I, do I feel well? Should, am I eating the right things? Am I doing the right things? Am I doing the right things? And then suddenly it's like, oh, well, but traditionally we need to get eat till we hurt on, on this day. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, huh? <laughs> Are there any good ones? Well, so there are, um, so there are some. Well, I mean, I struggle with like the idea of a musical tradition because there are traditions like classical music, like blues, and then there's jazz, and then there's those sort of types of music that have been around for a long time. I personally sort of dislike because I want to make something new. I don't want to make something that sounds like some stuff that already existed. But then the problem is that no one can... If it doesn't continue a tradition, then nobody has any frame of reference for it. So I think, like, tradition is is useful when it becomes... It's something you can build on and sort of it's something that can evolve 
Can a tradition evolve? Should be able to. But I think people can do stuff, exp- you know, if you sort of set the parameters. I don't know. You're the one that says the Christmas tree goes up on Christmas Eve. <laughs> well, <laughs> <that's nuts. laughs> um, no, but I think if you, if you like a tradition, like, OK, here's here's the scale. We play in this scale with this type of tuning. Um, you set like create is it, it can be a, con- a creative constraint in which a lot of innovation can happen. That's yeah. the flip side to this. Like, not everything needs to be a boundless, uh, infinite thing. Sometimes they're like, here is a tradition of watercolours. Now do something amazing within that. So it's like a constraint. Yeah, and, and taking it back to sort of family get-togethers, by all means, let's get together every year. <laughs> but let's, hmm. let's, let's make the getting together be the tradition, not the stressing out over money or how many courses or eating you know whatever it is it's like so i think create and creative constraint is a really important part of the creative process i think yeah yeah. Uh, no, though i important. never thought when you when you were talking i'd never ever thought of jazz and all these you know the i think of them as genres not as traditions but i suppose they are they're repeated things aren't they yeah well that, that is and it's and it's to me it's like I am in this world of I choose my constraints, Ooh. like based on what's interesting to me. But if you can refer to a tradition, then the constraints have already been chosen for you and tested by lots of different people, which then kind of gives people a bit more trust in something if they do like it and it is within that tradition. Now that you've put a tradition label on a thing that I have never, ever mm. labelled as a tradition, <laughs> it's making me think <laughs> differently. Which And things like the, you know, traditionally we have action movies and now for the first time, you know, we've got an action movie with only two white actors and everyone else is back. <laughs> it's like, you know, that's that's the creative constraint. So let's have the action movie with mm. the action, but it not be about the colour of the actors. You know, you know, what? well, you know, the Panther movie. You know, it's like it's about the action. It's not, you know, so Christmas is about the getting together with Well, it should should be about going to church. (laughs) It's like that's what it's based on. But nobody does that anymore. But it's like so, you know, if that's what you want Christmas, even I rock up to church sometimes on Christmas Day. I won't go to a church. Because in my family, you know, if I'm in Croatia land, that's what it's all about. It's got nothing. Nobody gives anyone any presents. But anyway, (laughs) but there's still a family gathering. So if the tradition the family gathering then you can you can play with it so the family gathering becomes more and more inclusive entertaining whatever you can take the genre of your tradition of a movie type or a music type and work out what really matters about it find the essence yeah find, exactly find and, the essence know. and the what 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 was the what was the instigator you know what was the thing that made us start this tradition or made us and made, i think a lot of the time it's technology it's so like you get musical traditions coming from the development of a new musical instrument that can retain a certain type of tuning Hmm. so the harpsichord was a big thing for like early like Bach and like early classical music became possible and then there was a lot of exploration around that okay what what are the various things you can do with this constraint which is hard to change by nature of someone having to spend months building one which is very sort of opposed to now where you can 
create a new musical instrument you can 3d print things or like program software like yeah, plugins yeah, yeah, and yeah. things you can just create a completely new instrument so there's no sort of like real constraints on on that type of creativity anymore that used to you know so and we're experiencing this phenomenon of like accelerating technology but i think that's also accelerating like traditions are kind of getting dropped or you sort of hold on to them because you're scared that you're going to lose them all quicker than you can create a new one. So I think in my family, maybe the fact, like, I think we, yeah, we did drop the church tradition, um, mostly, but, um, what do we replace it with? Nothing. And then we keep dropping things and replacing them with nothing. And it's like, okay, well, that's probably why people are protective of it. But distilling the essence of a tradition, I think should help you understand whether it's worth retaining at all. So if you mm. if the essence of the tradition is to control a group of people, then we need to sack it off. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like we're done. That is a that is a, unless unless you like controlling that group of people. Uh, yeah, okay. but uh, sorry, I was, I was being too serious then. You were being, I was being far I too serious for you. Failed to prick <laughs> What? <laughs> I am preaching. <laughs> traditions mean different things to different people so like to the Mm, oppressor the tradition is has a is perfectly good and important but to the oppressed it's like fuck you yeah i'm doing a lot of shouting fuck you into the mic (laughs) last week's episode i didn't check explicit because we didn't swear at all oh really um, this week maybe that's why we don't get like promoted on (laughs) itunes because there's too much swearing Uh, but anyway fuck you itunes (laughs) (laughs) she didn't mean that she She didn't mean that (laughs) apple our overlords please don't please please please. we're sorry she's sorry i will i will see to her i'll see about finding a way to control calm her down (laughs) yeah um yes uh, so there are people who control people yes we <laughs> see no but different perspective different yeah. people get different yeah, things yeah, yeah, out yeah, of different yeah. traditions and like so some so you're talking about distilling the essence of the tradition but then like different people involved in it will see it different ways yeah. see different aspects of it so someone might think the church bit is the most important you might think that the coming together is the most important bit and then you're kind of a, a bit of a how do you yeah. how do you reconcile that? Then yeah, that's the the the. I think the other side of the, some of these the the traditionally we lock people up for doing that sort of thing. You know, there's also these things that aren't traditions in that sort of ritualistic sense, but they're traditions in the way we behave. So, right, so this is cultural. Cult, yeah, uh, is that? Is that, is it, is yeah, that it's tradition? like sexism, homophobia. Yeah. Are these traditions, yeah. or are these like prejud, like long-standing prejudices? Or I mean, they're not even necessarily always long-standing. They, they can no, be, no, no. have reached mainstream. I don't know. Well, this is something. one of the things we talked about after that Mary Beard thing I saw the other week. One of the things she said was that um, uh, when it comes to men saying uh, misogynistic things that she said, you know, because she's in her 60s now, she's like, I find these people ridiculous and I think we should laugh at them. 
and we shouldn't get angry. There's nothing to get angry about. Don't waste your anger. Just la- ridicule them for being That's ridiculous. Hard. That's hard when they have the power. Very right? hard when they have the power. It's not, you know, that's, that's the thing. You know, that was what we ended up talking about. It's like, you can say that. That's all. That all sounds brilliant. And I love the fact, see, my brother is really, really good at when somebody's irritating him and going, <laughs> you are funny <laughs> with your crazy ideas. And that's part of what makes him a charming person who people like, you know, he's just, but he's a big guy who is clever and quick thinking and he can do it. I mean, even with my child, when she wakes up in the morning and goes, Mummy, can I have Bing on at six? I kind of go, no, we don't watch telly in the morning. When my husband goes, ha, you're funny with your crazy ideas. And there's this sort of like, um, there is something about being in that, in a relaxed position of not feeling oppressed that lets you go, ha, yeah, you're funny, rather than going, screw you, you can't tell me what to do, you know, which is, mm. and it's, it's, it's very hard to change, have that reaction when you're not in power. And the, and the other side of that whole thing was like, um, what Lydia was, my sister brought up, was the fact that much of the language men use, they don't know often or they can't recognise that they are saying something sexist or misogynistic. And so, and nobody's really teaching them how to, what the alternative way of expressing them is. So getting arsy with somebody who said something just because that's how they've always spoken and nobody has gone you do know that it would be much better if you said, I don't know, I can't think of a single mm. example. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, how do we, how do we learn how to speak to each other to not oppress each other until somebody, yeah. you know, like, can we just, is it, and it yeah. And, and I'm just to, like, just to specifically respond to, I'm just, is it about, can you just like repeat it back to them using better language and hope that they'll be like, Oh, oh yeah. I see, yeah. You know, is that a way? Or, I, I don't know. Cause it, cause it also stops flow of conversation, you know, oh, like yeah. it's, that's the problem. It's like, you kind of want to let someone make their point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you start like criticizing their, the wrong use of the word there yeah. in a sentence. It's like, I, I, I want to, but it's just, yeah. Yeah, or that sort of like, you know, you talked about reading that book where the guy, the, the person writing it, everything he said was like, when he's writing, it was all he, he, he. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, that is kind of the default, but you understand that that's lazy, don't you, type thing. You know, it's like that's not really um giving people the the examples that they so i you know i don't yeah so so but and, and and would you say and that makes me think if he did start breaking that it's like oh well, i don't want to be political and so is it like is it always political to do something that's at odds with tradition is that one mm. one of the definitions of that word like okay i'm being know. political because i don't agree with the traditions i don't know i i, I really i don't idea I'm it, it's, it's a good it's, <laughs> no. it's, a, it's a good it's an interesting question because the, the, the problem i have with them is the un the fact that they're so unbending, you know, that the, the whole point, exactly. you use it to beat people up with like a stick to go, you know. You sort of varnish an innovation, don't you? You go, okay, this is finished now. Yeah, because this is, this is done with bake. This is how it is forever and ever. And nothing is how it is forever and ever. And that's just, and so, so with many traditions, you have to actually create big societal change to change them and therefore yeah they're political it's a polit it's political to be 
anti a particular tradition. Traditionally, we have only had male statues of men in the Parliament Square. Well, mm. we've just got the first statue of a woman in Parliament Square. We've got, you know, it's like you've got to break these traditions and the only way to do it is through pressure. Even if it is, yeah. look, Dad, can we please put up the Christmas tree on the 1st of <laughs> December? Even that requires a type of lobbying, doesn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You've got to get everybody well. on board. Right, an environmental impact report. Right, you know, <laughs> you know get all your siblings on board. Come on, you know, come on, let's do this. We can do we it can this do year. This. We, we can, can persu- get the Christmas tree up when we can still enjoy it. <laughs> we can persuade him. Come on, if we all apply pressure, it's that back to that Simpsons. Can we have a pull, Dad? Can we have a pull, Dad? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep applying the pressure until. Okay. So yeah, so lobbying—you have to lobby to get rid of traditions. Yeah. <laughs> Another subject I had on my list was: isn't it interesting? Like, in, traditional costume is a thing <laughs> yeah. versus fashion. <laughs> Yes, like yes. You, what, how does that, when does, when do you start having fashions instead of costumes? Or like, to, did it used to just be that like information flow was so much slower that a, a weird random fashion could become a traditional costume? I, I but, don't know. But is that, about. but no, no, I think that's interesting. I think what I see in my head is that sort of really fancy dress that the villagers put on twice a year because there's a, you know, the, 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 it's the saints day for the village. So they all come out and dance and do the traditional dancing, have the day off, but they couldn't afford a new dress every year. So you've got to make this one dress last 50 years because, you know, you probably spent a really disproportionate amount of money I mean this one posh frock you know so again it's sort of like quasi technological type nice, thing it is, like yeah. if something's hard to kind of do or expensive then you, you you kind of hold on to it don't you I mean it certainly has an economic so I mean I think if you were if you were uh, going through a thing of analysing tradition like the, you know like let's examine this tradition does it have an economic is- impact does it have mm. a oppression impact does it have and there's these certain things that if it has those then you need to perhaps question its right to be and i'm sure you know your father's tradition of the christmas eve christmas tree is to do with like oh god i just need to get it on the you know so many things to do well, if we do it christmas eve then i know that's the day i'm doing it and i don't have I to wonder worry where it came from like i wonder how that be- yeah it's all cav- it's all this 12 days of christmas thing i think was the idea yeah. christmas is just from yeah, Christmas the 25th Eve. to the 12th. That's when Christmas well, is. In, in, well, it's not, is it? Well, in, in the Catholic <laughs> lot, there's quite a lot of abstinence leading up to Christmas. There's fasting on Christmas Eve itself. There's, you know... It's, I did not know that. There's a bit, because, like, you kind of... I have been raised a Catholic. But it was... Well, maybe not quite a lot. But there is a few saints' days and a few... Well, my lot, all for everyone fasts on Christmas Eve... And then go to midnight mass and come out, come out of midnight mass and then stuff their faces. (laughs) (laughs) Eat pig. (laughs) Delicious pig. Let's let's. We're going to do a. uh, We're going to do another question for the interwebs. But first, I thought of one which was Ivanka. If you could, there's is is there one tradition that you would hate to lose? No. (laughs) Okay. So I bought into the sort of the tradition of getting married. Is that a tradition? Yes. So I wouldn't like that to disappear. 
especially after mm. so many people have just you know, well, still don't have the right to get married, but you know, just got the right to get married, and suddenly I'm going to say, yeah, actually, marriage is bullshit. I, <laughs> as as previously described, I think it's a very nice ritual tradition thing to stand up and make a promise. So I wouldn't mm. like to see that disappearing. But then the essence of it is that sort of promise. No, this is, I am serious. <laughs> I'm going to try really hard. And even if you get poorly, I will look after you, you know. So the essence of it, I think, is positive. And with that, I assume you're talking about uh, very expensive weddings oh, as well. Yeah, I think everybody should spend at least £50,000. <laughs> as mine didn't cost that. Nick. Nick's whole, I got my, no, <laughs> I got Nick's whole outfit in Snoopers Paradise in Brighton for 60 quid. What? Uh, including an Oswald Botang shirt secondhand. <laughs> well, you just got to know where to look. To be honest, I'm like, I'm trying to kind of like absorb some of Sharon's t- traditions that, I don't know if it's just that they're different, but they seem nicer. Um, <laughs> like instead of like, this is the date, you give people a present on this date. I'm trying to change it to, I give people are present when I see them. I haven't really got a good tradition. I don't think there's any tradition that I would like to keep. They're all rubbish. (laughs) They are rubbish. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. (laughs) We're finishing. Yeah, we've got finished. Okay, cool. It's coming. It's coming. coming. He's just tried to stay away. But it's just coming. Oh it's got to go in a minute. He says. Um, so yes, thanks everybody for listening to our podcast. If you would like to praise us, then please do some stars on on Apple Podcasts. That would be mm, nice. Please, please. Uh, find our website grandpodcast.com. Find our Twitter podcast grand. Find our Instagram grand podcast. <laughs> um, where can we find you, Ivanka? You can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. Mm, good username. Yeah. Only five characters. You must have been an early adopter. <laughs> I was. Mm, so was I. I couldn't get Michael. Uh, you can find me at michaelforestmusic.com. Don't go to michaelforest.com. It's lame. Go to michaelforestmusic.com. <laughs> find me. And um, yeah, thanks very much for listening. I think that's everything. Yes. Um, we'll see you next week. Thank you very let's, much. Let's play us out, Michael. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.